You're listening to another wrestling episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns, featuring your guy, Bully Rye, and PJ Steven, presented by Anchor Podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's wrestling episode of Tap Outs and Touchdowns. It's your guy, Bully Rye. Alongside every wrestling episode, our co-host PJ Steven. Uh, we are this, this. This is a different kind of episode. We have we've done tribute episodes in the past. We've 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 done deep dives for wrestlers in the past. Uh, in the history of me doing the show, I don't think we've lost uh, someone so tragically like we did uh, the late Wyndham Rotunda, aka Bray Wyatt. Uh, so this. I'm, listen, we're going to peek behind the curtain here. This show, we don't we don't have a format for this show. We're not going to. We don't know if we're going to go 20 minutes. We're not. We don't know if we're going to go an hour. Um, but PG, I think you would agree. I think this is, you know, off the heels of All In, which was in a, a fantastic uh, pay per view that you and I are going to talk about on our next episode. Um, I thought it was was appropriate to just take a second and and, and celebrate someone who was so well revered within the wrestling community not just with fans but with with his co-workers yeah most definitely um i was uh driving home from work the other day when uh i was getting the news my phone was blowing up and and, and i could not believe it and even like and, and even like driving like i almost wanted to pull over to research like what what the hell is going on um, and then I see, and I just, I cannot believe it. And, um, you know, Bray Wyatt, I saw that character come up from Husky Harris. Um, he came up, um, you know, as, as Bray Wyatt with the Wyatt family. And his first, I remember his first pay-per-view was him and Kane in the um, uh, Ring of Fire match or whatever it was. And, I mean, you know, way to debut and, and go against, you know, someone as you know, iconic as Kane, uh, I knew that it was going to be something special, but we all didn't know how special Bray Wyatt was going to end up be. And, and Bray Wyatt was a very special person and it does really suck for the wrestling community and, and for his children uh, and his wife that he is gone. And I cannot believe it. Yeah. I think I was actually the one that called you. Um, I thought, I, I thought so. I thought so too, but I didn't yeah, want to. Was, yeah. I yeah. It was, sure. It was it was me. I I don't know. There's sort of things that resonate when you first hear things. Like I remember when I when I was told that Macho Man Randy Savage, who was ultimately my reason for getting into professional wrestling, passed away. I was in the office at the bank that I was working at at the time, and uh, you know, my one of my supervisors, you know, just kind of back. Macho Man Randy Savage died. Um, certain the certain moments in your life, you sort of you sort of remember uh, for all the wrong reasons. And I remember I was just kind of surfing our, our, the group chat that we're in and, and, you know, different, you know, social media platforms. And then I see a, I see a, a pending post in one of the wrestling pages that we, the, 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 at least that I uh, used to, to ma- help manage as, as a admin or whatever you want to call it. And uh, somebody posted a, an RIP and it was the link to, or it was the, the screenshot of Triple H's X post, if you will. And I immediately was like, no, this is, this is a fake account. This, this, he's been hacked. Uh, immediately went to like looking for news articles, TMZs, uh, you know, NBC, uh, CNN, whatever the case was, and nothing was reporting it at all. And I go to the group chat and, you know, they're all talking about it again. And so I go on X and sure enough, I've seen Triple H's posts and, you know, one after another, it was it was post after post, tweeting Triple H's tweet, uh, and and listen, we're recording this on Sunday night uh, again, the the day of All In, and we've we've been through SmackDown this past Friday, and uh, we have yet to see Monday Night Raw. Uh, we've got a we've got WWE Payback coming up this weekend. Um, you know, there was there were no signs that that, that Bray Wyatt was was going to be returning this week. There have been rumors that he was returning uh, even as, as far back as WrestleMania. Yeah. And, you know, they they completely sort of audibled SmackDown to make it as it should have been 
a tribute show because not only did we lose Bray Wyatt last week, we lost Terry Funk. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we didn't even get a day to think about Terry Funk passing away before we got the news about, about Bray Wyatt, uh, real quick, touch on, touch on what Terry Funk meant to you from the, from, from a wrestling standpoint. I mean, I, I didn't learn about Terry Funk until much later in my, in my childhood when he was chainsaw Charlie. And then obviously, you know, as a wrestling historian that I consider myself, I, you know, I look back and see everything he did. Uh, but I know you have a, I feel like you have a more, uh, you have a better understanding and a, and a better appreciation of Terry Funk than even I do, PJ. I'm a, I was a big fan of Terry Funk, still am. Uh, him and Dory Funk Jr. are some of my favorite uh, tag team, or are involved in some of my favorite tag team matches. Um, I love the Funks, I really do. And, um, you know, I still, we still remember watching ECW 97, barely legal 97, him winning the ECW champion uh, after defeating Stevie Richards and Sandman and then going on to beat Raven. Um, you know, a bloody Terry Funk walking through the ECW crowd. I mean, that <laughs> doesn't get much more hardcore than that. Terry Funk was hardcore. You know, Mick Foley is the hardcore legend, but he would, he would tell you, no, that was Terry Funk. I mean, him and Terry Funk had amazing Texas death matches that in this day and age, people would just laugh at, um, at much like what they do with, uh, with, with Moxley almost. Um, but it, you know, Terry Funk meant something to the business. And he was an incredible worker, not just a hardcore wrestler, but he could work too. He was very technically, he was very um, technically sound. Um, he could cut a hell of a promo and he could, he, he was, a, he was a good booker, booker as well. Um, I, I was very sad to hear about Terry fucking as, as you stated, you didn't, we didn't really get a chance to mourn because we lost Bray Wyatt so damn quick after that. But um, it was, it really did. It really did hurt me a little bit that that we lost them so quickly. It's it's really hard to put into words what it feels like as a fan who never knew, and someone like me who's never met him. Like you were, you were fortunate enough to meet Bray Wyatt uh, prior to his return to WWE. Yeah, I'll tell that story later because it's a pretty funny story. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean it's it's just hard to explain. There's a lot of people who don't understand or who never will understand the general public's infatuation uh, with with celebrities, with athletes. Um, I, I can't really put it into words. I guess the best way that I can describe it is that you know these athletes that have that have entertained me, these these wrestlers that have entertained me, and I'm not just talking like wrestling. I'm talking football. Uh, you know, baseball uh, and otherwise when, when these people that are in the public eye and even, even, you know, for the, for the lack of better words, the movie stars and the TV stars, people that these people's jobs are to entertain us. I mean, they, they sign these big contracts. They, they take a lot of the time away from their family in order to uh, put out a product that is designed to entertain us. And for some of us, and, and I'm this, I guess this is my way of trying to explain it for some of us, their entertainment is our escape from an otherwise, you know, possibly mundane world. I mean, I'm speaking just from my own experience. And, and again, this is going to be a much different podcast than we've done in the past because it's, it's, we've never, we haven't experienced anything like this. So, uh, life is a, life is a weird thing, right? Um, we, you know, we all, we won't all, all want to feel, like we have purpose and there's a reason for us being here and from our selfish standpoint from my selfish standpoint a lot of these people that we watch on tv and in movies um are put here to entertain us uh the troubles that we have in everyday lives maybe it's our jobs our relationships uh you know money problems relationship problems family problems uh maybe dealing with death uh, from someone close to you. And, you know, we always, I remember the day I met Eric Bischoff and I told him, listen, I had a really, really rough childhood where I didn't get along with people. Like I, I got picked on a lot for being overweight. Um, but on Monday nights, I got three hours every week to escape from, you know, the, the bullying that I experienced as a kid. And I thanked him for giving me that escape. 
And so situations like that where we feel attached to these to these larger than life personas and characters and 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 the TV shows and and whatnot that they put on television we 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 form a personal relationship in our own minds to these people and so and and that's and not everybody does that but at least personally when someone like Bray Wyatt and I'm not going to you know go out here and, and try to you know try to explain that Bray Wyatt was my favorite wrestler of all time that Bray Wyatt was was the best wrestler of all time or this that and the other but you and I have talked offline and on the show that there were a lot of people saying things about why he disappeared right before WrestleMania. Um, and, and I never, I never waned on my belief that, that I was hoping that his sickness was going to be overcome. And I got excited for everything that Bray Wyatt did. I mean, of, of all the people that have come on and off my television, listen, my favorite wrestlers in the world are, are, are Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, uh, and AJ Styles, and even sometimes I get bored with them. I was never bored with Bray Wyatt. I don't care whether he was the Fiend, whether he was in the Firefly Funhouse, whether he was, uh, you know, the the Wyatt family backwoods uh, cult leader. I looked forward to anything that Bray Wyatt did, and to me, the idea that selfishly we're never going to get the payoffs that we, we we wanted to see out of the the character that he had been developing since his return late last year um and just knowing that this part of of my escape from professional wrestling is is gone forever and it's hard to explain to somebody who doesn't understand the concept of of forming a bond with somebody who doesn't even know you and i know that sounds super stalkerish but it's just I don't know. It's hard to explain. PJ, do you, you kind of see where I'm coming from? Any any thoughts on what I'm what I'm trying to say here? Because I feel like I'm rambling at this point. No, no, no. I, I'm I'm with everything you're saying. And honestly, I mean, you know, a big example of that. Well, when you talk about you know people who entertain us, and you know they they leave. I was the same, and I don't, I don't want to get off topic here, but I was the same way with Lemmy passed away from Motorhead. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a you know I've talked on the show a lot. I'm a big heavy metal fan. Um, I you know I love music. I could talk about music all day next to wrestling. And when Lemmy died, I mean, I was very devastated because, you know, I've, I have followed that music for so long. Um, same thing with Ronnie James Dio. God, when Ronnie James Dio passed away, I, Ronnie James Dio was the, was the guy that I would make people listen to when they would say, well, metal is just screaming, right? It's like screamo stuff. And I would say, no, you need to listen to Rainbow in the Dark. You need to listen to uh, Mystery, or you need to listen to Rainbow. Um, you know, Dio was my guy to do that too. And then, I, then I would graduate him to, to Iron Maiden. But um, you know, to, yeah. but D, Dio's voice was just out of this world. And um, I felt the same way when he died, and I feel the same way uh, as Bray Wyatt's death. And the and and the thing too, you know. Not not that one is less significant than the other, but Terry Funk was was uh, was getting up there. He was he was up at age. He had health issues. Bray Wyatt Bray Wyatt had had health issues, but the dude was thirty six. Thirty six I mean, years old. You know, it, it it's insane to me. And I want to touch on a little bit because before I don't get to touch on it, uh, I want to get the negativity out of the well. This whole show is kind of negative, but you know we're <laughs> gonna be. We're going to be celebrating Bray Wyatt's life shortly here, folks. Uh, we're just going to talk about some of our favorite moments, but um, let's let's rip the Band-Aid off. It is extremely infuriating to me. When he when he passed away, I went from disbelief to complete sadness to anger. Um, and um, it was infuriating to me to think about the awful, awful things that fans said about him when he left. Oh, he's just depressed. Oh, he just he just is arguing with creative. Oh, he doesn't want to do business. Oh, he just needs to lose some weight. Oh, he's looking like shit out there. Oh, look at you know, and hearing stuff like that the whole time he's fighting a disease that is literally killing him. And fans have the balls to say that. 
and they don't know it. You know, no one knew how sick he was. I'm not debating that they knew and they're still saying that. But thing people go through, some of the toughest things, man, and all some fans can do is just mock and shit on those people. And it infuriates me. And in fairness, we don't know the exact ammo. We just know that he had a heart condition, at least according to the um, according to the reports that were put out after after the announcement of his death, that he contracted COVID sometime between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, and it exacerbated a heart issue that he had. We don't know what that heart issue was. Uh, and all signs, like all the all the dirt sheets, if you will, were pointing to the fact that he was on pace to return. And we were, at least I was eagerly waiting for that return because, yeah, yeah. you know, it was really fun getting into that muscle man dance thing with Bray Wyatt, or I'm sorry, with Bobby Lashley. Um, and then all of a sudden, it you know, it was, it was all for naught. On top of the fact that, like, we were getting, we were finally going to get a storyline with Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt together. As boat as 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 the former Bo Dallas was was obviously playing Uncle Howdy, so um, it's it's just yeah I'm with you man these you know these we we say it all the time in a joking manner that fans are fickle and that wrestling fans are never happy and uh, to I I just think that like yeah you, know, you know I literally said this on the show the other night I said you never you never know if you have tomorrow and. Yeah. And you never know if you have tomorrow. So instead of saying something so negative and hurtful for no reason because you're hot, you're hiding behind a keyboard. Because you know damn well you would never say that at somebody's face. You're hiding behind a keyboard. And think about tomorrow instead of what you're trying to say today. Because you, you're you're never able to take that to take that back. I mean, I and I you know some you know to the to the few people who listen to this podcast, you know. We all say things that we do not mean, but I'm, I, I'm, I really hope that you would not say something so despicable as what some of these comments have been about Bray Wyatt, about his his weight, and about you know he, he just his overall character and, and demeanor. Because you know, yeah, he does, he he doesn't know that you said that, but man, you gotta feel you gotta feel terrible. And it may it just infuriates me, man. I'm gonna stop talking about it. So I'd rather talk about Bray Wyatt. These yeah. fans, these fans really don't deserve the light of day. The ones who are who, who say these things. So I want to talk about. Uh, I, I will tell the story about how I met Bray Wyatt. Um, real quick, I was coming home. Where was I? See, now I had it, and now I was uh, it was it Wrestlecade or Starcade that you were coming home from? Uh, I don't. Lauren wasn't with me, and she was with me dur uh, during uh, WrestleCade. I was coming home. I was flying home though, uh, and it was in the Charlotte airport. And I can't remember exactly where I was coming from, but I stopped. And maybe I was going to somewhere, but I'm, I don't think I, I can't remember if I was coming home or not. Uh, but anyway, uh, I was just walking. So usually, what I do, and you know what Lauren has taught me, is just find your terminal, and um, and then go explore from there. Yep. Um, That's a pretty good, pretty good strategy to, to follow. Yeah. Too. Uh, but like, you know, that was one of the, I guess I had never flown before, before I met Lauren. So it was one of those things where she kind of oh, wow. taught me the ropes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I'm walking around my terminal and then I see, um, I see a restaurant right there and I'm like, Oh, I can just go get food there. That's perfect. And then I'm walking and I see Bray Wyatt and I'm like, and I'm on the phone with Lauren and I'm like, Oh, oh my God. That, I'm pretty sure that's Bray Wyatt right there. Uh, because it's one thing when you meet, uh, when you meet a celebrity or a wrestler, when you're supposed to, you know, when you, when you pay to meet them or whatever, but like just out in the open at a random airport, it was like, Whoa, you know, especially with the horror stories we've heard about wrestlers and airports and how there are fans that stock wrestler flights so that they can, they can bombard them looking for autographs and pictures and, and all these things signed that they can go try to sell on eBay. So it's yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting when you see somebody that you know that's you know like like a Bray Wyatt in an airport. So I go I I, I hide behind <laughs> I hide behind the wall and I'm like I don't know what to do. Like do, I mean like I I want to make sure it's him. And so I I literally like walk past his table <laughs> and I was like. 
oh my god, that that really is him. I like stand at the bar for a second, and even like the bartender's like, "Can I get you something?" And I'm like, "Dude, go away. I'm trying to I'm trying to spy." Um, because I want to make <laughs> well, hold on. In my defense, I want to make sure he's not eating because I'm gonna yeah, go, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go talk to him, but I want to make sure he's not eating. So I um so I, I literally just just walk away. And then I, I do go up to him and I'm like, hey man, I don't want to bother you. because uh, he was drawing on his on his uh, on his iPad. I remember that. He was drawing. And I just went up to him and said, hey man, I don't want to bother you. I just want to shake your hand and tell you, dude, I'm so like such a big fan, dude. Like, thank you so much for all you've done for the business. I remember saying that to him. And I remember like saying, like, man, like I really hope to see you back soon, but I'm 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 glad that you're happy and like, you know, you're getting he was like and he would really appreciate it that I felt like, or he was just being nice. But he was like, hey man, I really appreciate that. Thanks a lot. And we shook hands and we talked about music. That's the thing. I'm just like, you know, dude, like, you know, that you know, again, thanks so much for all you do, man. Like, uh, you know, what 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 have you been doing? Like you've been listening to sh- like good seeing shows or some music or what. And he was like, yeah, I've been jamming a few things and like doing some drawings, some art. And I was like, you know, I remember asking him too. I was like, you know, when are we going to see you back in the ring? And he was like, uh, you know, they can't say anything now, but you know, it, it might be soon. And then of course, a couple months later, he popped back on WWE, which was insane. Um, but you know, I, I, I just, I was so happy to meet him. I ended up saying like, hey man, can I be a son of a bitch and ask you for a picture, man? And he was like, yeah, of course, you're fine, man. You're, you're totally fine. So took a picture with him. It was my profile picture for, I think it still is my profile yeah. picture for a little bit. And he looked genuinely happy. He looked built. I mean, he looked, I mean, he looked built and he looked great. And it, 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 it really, it really was amazing. To, 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 to see him and meet him and just tell him how much I appreciated him because I really did. Bray Wyatt was um, an amazing wrestler. I, I loved him since the first time I saw him. His music, his aura, his pro, excuse me, his promos, you know, follow the buzzards, you know, they've been lying to you. Oh my God. It's, it was brilliant. And um, I will miss Bray Wyatt so, so much. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say this. Your story reminds me of a video that came out. I think the day after his passing, it was a it was a young fan outside of an like the back of an arena. It would look like maybe with his dad and his uncle, and Bray approaches him. He didn't. I mean, there was nobody back there but Bray Wyatt, and he didn't have to approach him. He didn't have to say anything. It's sort of the opposite treatment that we've got from from uh, Seth Rollins. The two times that we've had semi-interaction with him oh the and, uh the uh don't hey i don't want to bother you then don't bother then me don't yeah so bray wyatt comes from what looks like the loading dock of this arena uh to where there's a guardrail positioned and he goes and asks the oh, kid his name yeah I, i've seen this yeah perfect yeah, yeah, yeah he, he asked he asked the kid his name and he shakes the kid's hand and he could have just left it at that <laughs> instead he lifts up the guardrail opens up the guardrail to approach these three guys. And they, they have like a, a, maybe a one, one minute, one and a half minute conversation where he's like, I wanted to come say, Hey, to you guys too. And sort of gave the handshake and like the handshake hug, you know what I mean? Like the, the dap with one hand and the hug with the other. It did, did it, you know, gave him, gave him both love and then shook the kid's hand one more time and said, uh, and said, bye and you know you know see you later you enjoy the show later and said bye and said the kid's name and the video was like oh man he remembered your name that's so cool um i think that's a prime example of just who bray wyatt was man like i haven't heard a single bad story i mean listen you approached him in an airport we've heard horror stories about people like sasha banks who stalked outside of an airport I ran into Big E in an airport once, and I wouldn't I wouldn't approach him. He was on my flight, and I had met him before uh, at, a, at a, a meet and greet in Greenville. But I I knew the reputation that fans had for approaching people at airports, so I wouldn't do it. Yeah, and so you took a risk. I did by, by approaching someone who you didn't know how he was going to react, especially because he at the time he wasn't working, like he wasn't in wrestling. And so you you run the risk of, you know, they say don't meet your heroes. Like you run the risk of him being a total jerk. Like, hey, dude, I'm just 
I'm trying to catch my flight. Like, leave me alone. And rather than like brush you off, he brought you in. Like the 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 the, the saying that he you know that he did for years, let me in. Like he let you in. Yeah. Uh, when he was at the airport, and so some of the stuff that he said, it 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 resonates so much more in his passing, knowing how genuine he was even outside the ring. And, um, well, you know, I think the other thing too, is like, I just talked to him. I didn't ask him, yeah. like, what's your favorite match? And like, what's this, you know, I just talked to him. I just said like, dude, what have you been doing? Like, tell me, tell me what's going on, man. You know? And he, I mean, I think that was super appreciative and, you know, I wasn't trying and I didn't run over there either. You know, like, I mean, I, I walked past him a few times, <laughs> but like, you know, uh, yeah. anyway, Listen, it should it should it should be mentioned that there are certain if you are ever going to approach somebody that that let's call them famous. If you are if you are ever going to approach someone who is famous, I think that it's a, it's a good idea uh, to follow a couple steps. One, understand that they are people too. Yeah. If you if you decide to approach someone who is famous that you, you have watched on TV or or seen in movies, understand that they don't technically owe you anything. Not a not a not a damn thing. No. So if you are to approach them and they happen to be in a bad mood, that doesn't give you the right to call them any any sort of negative words. You have no right to call them, you know, a jerk. It doesn't and you are you have no right to to be rude right back at them. Uh, you know, a lot of these people that are in public are, are you know, outside of the story about Bray Wyatt and these two situations that we've, we've discussed. Um, a lot of the times they're trying to spend time with their family. They're trying to do things away from the public view. And, and you know, people can say, well, they make millions of dollars. They've earned it like this, the, the paparazzi would normally do. Um, but I think step one is is knowing that they're people too. Yeah. Uh, and two, respecting their space. Like if they don't want to if they don't want you around them, uh, understand and appreciate it. And if they are, uh, you know, if they are gracious enough to give you a second of their time, you need to be grateful for it as well. I think, I think with your situation with Bray Wyatt, um, we had no idea and you had no idea at the time that that would be your last one-on-one -on -one interaction with Bray Wyatt. Absolutely. And you, you know, when you, when you talk about that too, if he, you know, Let's say he would have said, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm really not in the mood. I'm just trying. I'd be like, hey, no problem, dude. You know, I really, like I said, just want to shake your hand. appreciate it. And I would have left. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, you got to remember, too, Joe and I, I took another risk. Joe and I met Dax in the Chicago, That's right. in the Chicago airport after Forbidden Door. And, you know, he was a, he was a, he was a great guy, you know, because we just talked to him. I, just, I said things like, dude, so IWGP Championship, congratulations, man. That's fantastic. Are you and Dash going to be at Wrestle Kingdom this year? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, oh, okay, man, well, no problem. Man. You know, and I mean, you know, he would, we just talked and he, he was just fine. And I totally agree with you all. You just have to just be a person. Like, oh, step, dude, step out of that fan and just be a person. I, we went to Orlando for WrestleMania. It was the year that Roman quote unquote retired the undertaker. Um, and we went to a show that was, put on by I think Kevin Nash and a couple of the other wrestlers. But there's a bunch of wrestlers just mingling in this club down in down in Orlando. And you could get a VIP ticket and go and and really really intermingle with these people. Or you could pay, I think it was $45 where you're just at a bar hanging out and some wrestlers happen to be there. Um I met James Storm in there and I'm wearing my my Gamecock polo. Uh, and we were in the middle of our our men's final four run. If you don't, this show's about football, so you probably don't know what the final four is. Um, it's the NCAA basketball tournament every year, college basketball. It was the only time South Carolina ever went to the final four. And just shook his hand and said, "I'm a big fan. Appreciate all you do." And he sparked up a conversation. Man, your Gamecocks look good. Man, you think they're going to be able to take it? Like one of the top college basketball with me because I'm wearing a Gamecock shirt. I met ODB for those uh, who may remember ODB from early uh, TNA days. She she couldn't have been nicer. SoCal Val was the nicest person I've ever met. Like, 
I, 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 you know, I saw her and I was just, Hey, I just don't want you to know. I used to be a really big fan. She's like, what do you mean used to be? And I'm like, well, you're not on TV anymore. And she's like, well, you got to blame him and points at this guy. She's like, that's my husband. And he moved me to Europe with him. I said, okay, <laughs> well, I mean, that's, listen, that's fair. I totally get it. She's like, do you want a picture? And I'm like, I, I didn't want to bother you one for one, but sure. You know, that, that'd be awesome. She pulls out a ring light that attaches to a phone so we could take a high quality picture with my phone. I mean, just the absolute sweetest person. And it's, again, it's, it's, it's the respect you approach people with. Yeah. And, um, and, and even, even more so like it's, it's the, the, the candor and the humbleness that some of these people respond to you with. And I just think to, to bring it back, I think Bray Wyatt was one of those people that were just, he knew that that promo that he cut when he first came back, I think unbeknownst to us at the time, I think that was more real than he wanted us to believe at the time. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, he, you know, he even said like, this is me, this is me right here. Um, I want to talk about, you know, uh, before, before we sign off here, I definitely want to talk about some of our, our favorite Bray Wyatt moments. And when you talk about that promo, that definitely segues into that's probably in my top five favorite Bray Wyatt moments right there. That promo, just tremendous. As a human, as a wrestler, you could feel the emotion. Um, love that Bray Wyatt promo. Definitely one of my favorites. The other one, um, one of the other I have to say is uh, him in the Elimination Chamber, pinning Cena clean and then pinning AJ Styles clean to win the WWE title. Of course, he'd lose it at Mania. You know, we don't talk about that. But, um, man, I was so happy because I could not believe they put that belt on Bray Wyatt. I was so excited. I just wish they would have had more faith in him to let him run with it instead of giving it to Randy Orton again. Uh, that being said, it was still phenomenal. Um, loved it. Uh, and a lot of people are going to disagree with me here because, you know, a lot of folks say this match was not that great. But WrestleMania 31, um, Bray Wyatt and Undertaker, love that match. Yeah, they're looking back. There's so many things, right? There's so many moments that you can go back. You got to think about. There's factions in, in WWE now. They they had sort of gone away from them for a while, and they've they've brought them back. They've got the new Hurt business. You've got the Viking Raiders, who feel like a faction, even though it's it's just. Eric Ivar and and I think Valkyrie is what they're calling her now. Um, you've got Imperium. Oh, is that uh, supposed the, to, is, is that Sarah Logan? Yeah, Sarah that's Logan. Right. Yeah, that's right. Valkyrie. I remember now. Okay. Um, the Bloodline ran WWE for the last three years. I mean, so you've got all these factions. Well, the Wyatt family sort of helped bring factions back in a sense of you had faction warfare that we hadn't seen since the Attitude Era when you had uh, the Wyatt family versus the Shield. Yeah, you had you had the Wyatt, you know, the, I for, I for, I'm already losing uh, different factions that they've. Oh, uh, New Day. Yeah, you had the Wyatt, you had the Wyatt family versus the New Day with all three of them: Biggie, Kofi, and Xavier Woods. Uh, you know, having him team with Broken or 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 Woken Matt Hardy, um, and winning oh, yeah, the tag brilliant. titles, just brilliant. Um, you know, it's one of the best. It's 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 been created as a gift now. The moment when he teamed with with Roman Reigns, and he hit Sister Abigail, and as he's pinning, I forgot who it was. He was oh, it was pinning Sheamus, I believe. Yeah. Or uh, no, it was he was pinning Alberto Del Rio, and out the corner of the eye, he of his eye, he points at Sheamus, and Raymond hit, Roman hits him with a spear. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the stuff that he did, and I said it on this show. Uh, back when we reviewed the Royal Rumble, uh, back when we were, you know, we've reviewed every every pay per view premium live event WWE's done this year, and the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match, people took a giant dump on that because it was this big sponsorship match. It didn't mean anything, but the visuals. It didn't have to be the Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. They could have taken Mountain Dew out of it, yeah, and they could have called it the Wyatt Compound Pitch Black match, yeah, and the. The sheer creativity of the black lights lighting up the ring, and after the match, he show he, he takes off the mask and he shows, or or he, he goes somewhere and, and rubs more paint on his face to, to make it even more daunting and scary. I mean, I it's a shame that that was the last match that he ever wrestled, but at the same time, I thought it was perfect for someone like Bray Wyatt who. 
was unafraid to do what he wanted to do and to stand for what he wanted to do and, and let his creativity shine through. And it was honestly, it might be one of my favorite matches that he ever did considering it was sort of a one-off with, with LA Knight to, to present him back into the fold as a, as a, you know, a full-time wrestler. Obviously you mentioned him winning the world title. Yeah. Uh, the whole fiend gimmick uh, people, I can't, people loved the fiend gimmick until they didn't. And again, it, it just goes to show how fickle the fans were. I never grew tired of the fiend. I love, I love the fiend. The only thing I never enjoyed was when they would just say the fiend. I'd say, man, it's just say Bray Wyatt. But Bray I Wyatt. get, I, I get that it's you know two different um, personalities and all this noise. Um, I remember the word. I mean, to me, Bray Wyatt's worst moment was him losing to Mother Effing Goldberg after the Universal yeah. Title. I mean, I, you know, is is Bray Wyatt is Bray Wyatt WWE's biggest missed opportunity in the past, I'd say, decade? I, I would I would say so. I mean, you got to think about this too. He got Roman, not Roman Reigns. Randy Orton went over on him clean twice at WrestleMania. We sure. were there for one of it. We were there for one of them. I believe it was in New York. Yes, we were. Um, the other one, it was it was the sort of the the Alexa bliss interference where she was like bleeding out of her eyes and it distracted. Yeah. Her. That, that was, that, that was some Gaga. I didn't but, love, uh, but I still again, was... <laughs> we but could have crazy. gotten that full circle had, you know, had he not gotten sick and had Alexa bliss not gotten pregnant, we could have seen that play out. We could have, we could have seen that, you know, I, I started thinking about it the other day um, only because, you know, selfishly we would never get it. And so we we do this all the time. We did a we did a two part series this year when we fantasy book WrestleMania. Oh, we Every, did that. That was fun. Everybody keeps asking, who's the person to take the belt off Roman Reigns? Stick with me here for a second, PJ. Roman Reigns took the title off of who when Roman Reigns came back? I believe it was a triple threat match with Braun Strowman and the Fiend Bray Wyatt. Correct. And, and if I'm not mistaken, Roman Reigns got the pin. Over the fiend, yeah. Fast forward, everybody thinks that Cody's going to be one to take the title off of him. Fast forward, and let's fantasy book the fact that Bray Wyatt never gets sick. He's still with us. He's had the robbery with 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 Bobby was Lashley. That a, was that a payback? That was a payback, wasn't it? I believe eh, was it. I think it was a payback. It I was. It, right. it was during the COVID era in pay uh, during payback. I, I yeah, payback. Sure. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. Whatever. Yeah. Either way, um, fast forward. He's got. He's he's had the program with Bobby Lashley. Maybe it extends past WrestleMania, uh, and and we get into the summertime, and he's he's now he's he's involved with. And again, it's obviously all fantasy booking, but um, Alexa Bliss has because she started turning over to that side again um, before she got pregnant. So let's say hypothetically that she doesn't get pregnant. And so now you've got Alexa Bliss back in the fold. Uncle Howdy eventually reveals himself to be Bo Dallas, even though they're going to call him Uncle Howdy. And that's what he's going to be known you know, as going forward. So let's say we get a tag team program with them where they, they're the ones to take the titles off of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Uh, fast forward a little time. We get to the Royal Rumble. Bray Wyatt gets, I don't know, 27-28 in the Royal Rumble. Bray Wyatt wins the Royal Rumble. We get long-term storytelling. Roman Reigns, we have unfinished business. And he goes to WrestleMania, and he, not, not Cody Rhodes, Bray Wyatt is the one that I gave you. you. You took advantage of me when you came back from your hiatus. Now, years into my, my return, I'm going to take back the opportunity that you took from me and Bray Wyatt defeats Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 2024. Honestly, it would make sense, especially if you have him with the supernatural, whatever, because if that's what it's going to take to beat Roman Reigns, yeah. I mean, might as well make it happen. I, I would be fine with that. Honestly, it makes sense. It, it would make so much sense. And um, I do feel that Bray Wyatt is their biggest missed opportunity, them as a WWE Biggest missed opportunity in, in years. Uh, and it, it really, 
Man. It's a prime example of WWE not being able to get out of their own way. I agree because they're just afraid to pull the trigger. And I've said that multiple times. I've said that about a lot of companies most of the time. I've said that about New Japan most definitely. Um, you know, pull, pull the trigger from Okada. <laughs> but, um, you know, it really does. It, it really does suck because now we'll never get it. And we could have gotten it so easily and it would have been so simple. But we just just couldn't do it, and um, and it's, it's it, listen. Uh, it's easy for our minds to go to this place. I mean, you saw how quickly it took me to go to that place just now. Um, but so so quick are we to forget that, and and we're going to go back to that place that we were at at the beginning of the show. That this doesn't affect just pro wrestling. Like this is this affects the lives of of so many people. You don't like to compare tragedies. Owen Hart passed away when he was 34 years old. Yeah. I believe Eddie Guerrero was 38. Bray Wyatt was right here at 36. I believe Bray Wyatt is the youngest person on the main roster uh, to pass away since since Eddie Guerrero. I, yeah. I think he's the only only person on the main roster to pass away while he was still part of the uh, still part of the roster. Um, he had so many co coworkers who have come out. I mean, you've got guys like The Rock who's worked with him once and, and talked about how creative he was. I mean, there's there's a video, part of his video package was this the most heartwarming hug. And I'm trying not to, I'm I'm trying to keep it together here. The most heartwarming hug between he and the Undertaker. Oh, like it's yeah. hard, it's it's hard to explain the way that the vulnerability you have when you sort of underhook somebody to hug them. Um and his face just buried into the Undertaker's chest, and just the love that he felt for for Mark Calloway to to be willing to work with him, considering that I'm sure the Undertaker, if, if Bray Wyatt was here today, I'm sure under, he would say that the Undertaker played a big part in some of his his you know ideas, uh, especially when it comes to the supernatural. But you, in the video package, you see all these guys that just just cutting up and laughing and just enjoying each other stuff that we never saw because they, he wanted to protect kayfabe. And, you know, when I say that it's so easy for us to go to a place where we want to start all imagining the what ifs and what could have been that his death doesn't affect just, just what we as fans wish for. It affects all of his coworkers, all the people he's ever worked with. I mean, you got to think in, in the last three years, Half of the Wyatt family has passed away, and on SmackDown you had both Braun Strowman and Eric Rowan. Yeah, that 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 got me. I was like, God, man! You, I mean, and they they didn't even show it on TV that that after the video package they they stood as as Braun had his his hand on the side of Eric Rowan's head, and they just they just sort of leaned on each other behind the chair. Yeah, of Bray Wyatt, and so it doesn't. I don't think this is a void that ever gets filled. I mean, WWE's yeah. social media said that it will be never be another Bray Wyatt, and it it couldn't it couldn't be more true. And so, um, listen, you know, when, you, I, when you say when you say that he meant so much to specifically, you said meant so much to the Undertaker and all that. Um, not only did he mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to say the same thing about Bray Wyatt that I said about Terry Funk. He didn't just mean so much to The Undertaker. He meant a lot to the business. As young as he was, the impact that he had on the business, I mean, is, is astronomical. It really is. And that might be an exaggeration to some. No, really it's care. not an exaggeration. It, he made, it, his death but, made global news, PJ. Yeah. Um, before we sign off here, I want to ask you, uh, Bray, Bray Wyatt, just Bray Wyatt, not Wyatt family, just Bray Wyatt, Hall of Fame career? I mean, you can't take out the Wyatt family and 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 ask if it was just him. No, he was the Wyatt family. Like he was the head of the Wyatt family. That's part of his career. Well, no, my, my point my point is, you know, instead of putting in the Wyatt family in the hall. Oh of no, fame, no, no, yeah, by himself, absolutely. He's I, he, Ray Wyatt himself. Listen, and this is going to be sort of pessimistic, and I don't mean for it. Be if Coco Beware can be in the WWE Hall of Fame, if if what's uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake can make it to the Hall of Fame. Bray Wyatt is above and beyond the impact that either one of them had on the business. Well, you know, my thing is, you know, even if he, because a lot of people that I've seen now is like, well, you can't put him in the Hall of Fame just because he died. 
And my thing is, well, he's a multi-time world champion. He's a multi-time tag team champion. He was rivalry of the year. He was superstar of the year uh, one year. And he, he had... The most creative yeah, gimmick in the business. At, at that time. And so, not only because of who you just named, but I think he definitely belongs in the Hall of Fame, even if he didn't die. And my thing is, you know, if, if we're arguing that, like, well, you can't put him in the Hall of Fame just because he died or, cause, or, or anything like that, it's like, well, you know, we put Eddie in. And yeah, Eddie had more accolades than Bray Wyatt. I'm not denying that. But the thing is, I think Bray Wyatt most definitely could go into the Hall of Fame, as well as the Wyatt family. Uh, yeah, I think, listen, we, it was the first, obviously, it was the first question to ask. And everybody on social media wanted to say, oh, Bray Wyatt to the Hall of Fame, he should headline the next class. I'm not saying that, like, yeah, it's sort of, it's going to sound ugly, taking advantage of the situation by letting him headline, but he's earned it. And I, the fact, the fact that he wasn't, yeah. the fact that he wasn't able to finish his story the way that I think he would have liked, um, it it means all the more prevalent to put him in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, before Edge, I mean, Edge didn't die, but Edge retired. He headlined the Hall of Fame, yep. did he not? Yep, you're right. So uh, my thing again, I don't see the harm in letting Bray Wyatt. Um, Run, run the hall, not run the hall of fame. You know what I mean? Headline, the Be, hall of fame. headline I the have, hall of fame. I yeah. have, I have no qualms about that at all. And honestly, if you do, you should check yourself because I, I think, don't, I don't see, I don't see the hurt in it at all. The question would be who inducts him and who accepts it for him. I, IRS and Bo Dallas, uh, ex, uh, uh well, it. they accept it. I could see that or induct him, but I could see Taker inducting him. I think it would. Um... That's a good question, Frick. I haven't even thought about that. Who would induct him? Who would induct him? I mean, you could. I mean, because do you let JoJo accept for him? Like, I feel like you let JoJo and his kids accept it, of course, with, with IRS and uh, and Bo Dallas there. I, I think. Uh, oh well, well, no, hold on. We're being really silly here. Uh, yeah. uh, Strowman and Ro Rowan were probably inducted. Yeah, I thought so too. I, I didn't even think about that until it just clicked. Yeah, probably Strowman, or if not, just Eric Rowan. Which, oh man, Eric Rowan was a kind guy to me too. Oh yeah, he was awesome when I met him in New York. That's right. Weren't you and I in line together? We were in line together because it That's was because right, uh, I left the line to go meet Charles Robinson real quick. That's right. I think I think it was the grizzled young veterans, Nikki Cross and Eric Rowan. And, and Eric Rowan because we were in line to meet Shinsuke Nakamura and then they switched it. And I was disappointed at first until Eric Rowan was there wearing a Blind Guardian shirt. So we got yeah. to talk metal for a little bit. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Eric Rowan would be the one to induct him, and I think it's it's an odd choice i i definitely think bray white goes to the hall of fame again yeah if you if you don't see it even if he didn't die if he just retired tomorrow he still goes in multi-time world champion multi-time tag team champion accolades and just an impact on the business in the short time he was there i and don't I, think I, and, I, and i think it's not even close by the way yeah i don't think we we live in a world now where you don't put him in the hall of fame this year i think after the dust settles, after some time goes by and we get to the end of the year and, and, you know, we sit back and think about all the people we've lost this year when they start talking about names for the hall of fame. I don't, I think it's a no brainer. I think, you know, you think we've, been, in, in like we've been talking meeting, about, they'll like look at each other and be like, so it's pretty wide, right? Yeah, absolutely. If it's not, then shame on somebody. I mean, we've been I, talking about Batista headlining for the last two years and he's still not in. Batista's not in the Hall of Fame? No. Yes, he, he was, is. He was supposed to headline this past year. He was not inducted. He is not in the Hall of Fame. Man, I would have... I know. I would have bet my life that he was... How many years did we did we vie for, for Vader to be in the Hall of Fame? They waited for him to pass away before they finally inducted him. Yeah, that bothers me still. Yeah. I remember, I remember like every year, Mick Foley would share a thing around the Hall of Fame that would be like, you know, around the time the Hall of Fame were coming out, he would always share like, you know, is Vader going in, you know? And I remember asking Mick Foley at WrestleCon in New York. And I said, you know, what's it, why are they not putting Vader in? And I remember what he said. He said politics. I remember that's exactly what he said. And I was like, God, man, that's... You think Bret Hart's, or Bret Hart, you think Shawn Michaels still holds a grudge over, over that match with Vader and that's the politics? I... I doubt it's that, but if it were to come out that that was a thing, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah.
Just said, Listen, the, just, just said the other day I was watching more of, you know, the 1997, you know, uh, in our archives, guys, we've been doing the series on that. And um, I finally got to a really important part that I won't spoil because I don't want to let you guys know where I am. But um, <laughs> uh, in the group chat that I was in, they were like, you know, do you think that thing was a work? And I'm like, you know, wrestling's weird. If it came out tomorrow that it was a work, I don't think it was a work, but if it came out tomorrow that it was a work, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised because it's pro wrestling. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just stay tuned. You'll find out what I'm talking about. Listen, we keep talking about signing off. We're going to sign off here in a second. I think, uh, based on, based on the, the, what, what's happened and, and the, the fun that you, Bill and I had going back and watching that, that six man tag match, I think it would be fitting that the next time that the three of us do a crossover episode, we sort of get to, uh, Maybe introduce him to Bray Wyatt and and talk uh, talk some Bray Wyatt and let him live review a, a Bray Wyatt match, whether it's a Wyatt family match or or you know cut, letting letting him watch some some promos from Bray yeah. Wyatt and then uh, letting well, him want to watch a match. I, th- I think that'd be awesome. How we're gonna sign off here, which is something I'm doing off the cuff. I'm calling an audible here. Uh, I wrote down some stuff. I wrote down some quotes um, that I love. From Bray Wyatt. I just want to go over um, with you a little bit here. Um, some of them are, you know, really hard to read. Uh, not because it's my handwriting, but because it's just it's just rough. Uh, you will remember me for what I truly am, a god. I've seen lots of Halloween people dressed up like me, and they'll send me pictures. And I found that every rewarding, t- I've, I've found it very rewarding to know that I've reached anyone. That's amazing. Um, Um, I want to read this one here. Urges. Every man has urges. But the true measure of a man is to admit them and to learn to control them. The S.H.I.E.L.D. used to refer to themselves as the most dominant force in our universe. But that ain't the way I remember it. They fell victim to the faults of men, their lust and greed and valor for glory, and it led them right down the pit where they belong. Tonight they'll burn for it, for I am no man. I am reborn. Our bond can never be broken, and our urges can never be satisfied. And I'm going to leave you with this one. I am the color red in a world of black and white. And if you value your ability to breathe, don't get too close. And Bray Wyatt, um, man, you know, not a, you know, I don't want to go religious here but i'm not a believer in the afterlife or anything like that but man i do wish that uh i just wish he was here and uh i I miss bray wyatt very much and it it, it's it's really really terrible that somebody so young has left us and uh, i will always always follow the buzzers i don't think i could have said it better myself pj it's uh Bray Wyatt, you will always be missed and always be loved, uh, not by uh, not just by your family, but by the fans who who adored everything you did. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us on this somber episode. Uh, we've got more tap outs and touchdowns coming later this week with college football kicking off. So come and join me and Banker Bill for PJ Steven, It's your guy Bully Rye. Rest in peace, to Bray Wyatt. We'll see you next time right here on Tap Outs and Touchdowns.